At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. The battle for the GOP presidential nomination now heads to New Hampshire, minus yet another candidate. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson dropped out today after he and Vivek Ramaswamy, who suspended his campaign last night, fared poorly in the Iowa caucuses yesterday. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports former President Donald Trump's campaign celebrating a decisive win in Iowa. But his performance in next week's primary is less certain against his remaining rivals, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who campaigned heavily in New Hampshire. They really want to put this all to bed. They wanted a big win in Iowa. They also want a big win in New Hampshire to kind of stop the momentum of any more rivals. They're halfway there. But, you know, New Hampshire is a different animal. They got more independent voters in New Hampshire. That's not an area where Trump has always done the best. He's much better with conservatives and religious right, which are more prevalent in Iowa. NPR's Frank Ordonez, fresh from his Iowa victory, Trump is back in court. A second trial in New York against Trump has begun. NPR's Jimena Bustia reports a decision on how much Trump will owe writer E. Jean Carroll could come by the end of the month. This is the second defamation trial brought by a lawsuit filed by writer E. Jean Carroll. Trump has already been found liable of defaming Carroll, specifically when as president he made comments about her, quote, not being his type and denying her accusations that he sexually assaulted her in a Manhattan department store. Left to be decided in this trial is how much money Trump must pay Carol. The penalty is expected to be higher than another defamation suit that resulted in a $5 million payout to Carol. The trial is not expected to last longer than two weeks. Jimena Bustillo, NPR News, New York. The U.S. Navy says it recently seized Iranian weapons parts from a boat that was headed to Yemen to resupply Houthi fighters. NPR's Greg Myrie reports the military added that it is still searching for two Navy SEALs who went missing during the operation. Navy forces staged the nighttime raid last Thursday and boarded the sailing ship Adal in international waters off the coast of Somalia. The U.S. military says it found components for ballistic missiles and cruise missiles made in Iran and headed for the Houthis in Yemen. The military noted that these parts have been used in weapons fired by the Houthis at commercial ships in the Red Sea over the past two months. The Navy says it's still searching for two Navy SEALs who took part in the operation and went missing. The Navy added that it sank the Dow, but did not provide information on the 14 crew members aboard that vessel. Greg Myrie, NPR News. U.S. stocks are trading lower this hour. The Dow is down 284 points, or roughly three-quarters of a percent, at 37,308. This is NPR News. In Utah, the state legislature convenes today amid mounting pressure to enforce tougher conservation laws to save the Great Salt Lake. NPR's Kirk Sigler reports Utah doctors have sent a letter warning the lake will dry up in the next few years if no action is taken. 
Utah lawmakers have been passing bills aimed at preserving more water in the giant saline lake, but conservation groups like Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment say a more aggressive crackdown on upstream diversions that feed it is needed. The letter signed by 300 doctors warns about health risks if the lake continues to dry up. Dust storms that blow toxic sediments into already polluted neighborhoods on the west side of Salt Lake City have worsened in recent years. Last year, conservationists sued the state over the continued water diversions upstream of the desert lake by alfalfa farmers. Utah's governor has pledged the lake that everything from the mining to the ski industry depends on won't dry up on his watch. Kirk Sigler, NPR News. Millions of people across much of the U.S. awoke today to heavy snow, freezing rain and record-breaking temperatures. The Arctic blast produced wind chills as low as minus 40 in some areas. An investigation's underway in northern Japan into a second airport runway collision in as many weeks, but today's incident was not as devastating. One plane with nearly 300 passengers bumped into an empty aircraft parked on the runway. No one was hurt in today's mishap. But two weeks ago, five people died following a fiery runway collision between a Japan Airlines plane and a Coast Guard plane at Tokyo's Nita Airport. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News in Washington.